0: So the Rebbe would give over a mimer on Yud Shvat. Uh, that was the first time that he uh, gave a mimer, officially. A mimer, meaning a Hasidic discourse, which basically gives you the interpretation of a verse, of a subject matter according to the esoteric you know, uh, parts of the Torah. And the first mimer the Rebbe gave begins with the words Basilegani. So it's all known as Basilegani. Literally, it's two words. basi these are words from Shir Hashirim, this, um, of the Book of Songs, um, of, which is uh, authored by Solomon, King Solomon. And over there, uh, it says uh, the words basi begins, those are the opening words in one of the verses, which basically says, I came to the garden. This is God speaking. I came to the garden. My... Uh, or to our bridal chamber my sister, uh, my beloved, my, my, my bride. Um, this is uh, metaphorically speaking about the Jewish people with God in the terms of a love between a uh, groom and a bride, between a man and a woman, and equating this love between God to the Jewish people and the Jewish people to God. And so that was just the opening word. So it's all known on basi um, That first uh, mimer... And we welcome the, the, the Shabbos. We also say, we say Boyi chala, Come bride. Yes, absolutely. So that's called a bride as well. Yeah. Um, so that's basically um, in, this, um, in this opening word, there were 20... This was a mimer that the previous Rebbe, the Babich Rebbe, gave to study at his yort site. Um, at he. We didn't, he didn't predict, he didn't say, I mean, he, people say that there was uh, hints over there, there's various different uh, shows, signs that he predicted. But he gave out the mimer to study, actually it was his grandmother's site so he gave it out to study for that, but then it became, then he passed away on Yudshvat. So it has 20 chapters in there. So the Rebbe based his mimer on the, his first mimer and the last mimer that the Rebbe gave. And um, the Rebbe used to explain every year one section, one chapter, so in the first year uh, five in, in, in uh, 51, 1951, Tovshir Yudalov, he explained the first chapter, then the next the next year he explained the second chapter. So he said there was 20 chapters? 20 chapters, so 20 years, but then there was, and after 20 years it was over, so the Rebbe started the second cycle, so then there was a start over again. So according to that cycle, if we should study the Rebbe's teaching, so today would be the uh, the mimer that the Rebbe delivered, and this isn't going to be in the the following Rebbe's mimer in the year uh, 1956 because we're Tashin and Vav. So it's 1956. So if we started with the first mimer, if we should continue learning the Rebbe's mimer, that's uh, that's the mimer for this year. So let's just do. I mean, there's not so much time, so we'll just do a little bit in the opening and the the um, the, um, the mimer begins um, with the regular opening. Okay, so he says like this. So here, actually, this is the second part, which begins with Hayyashavas Baganim. So it has, it started, there was, a, there was a following verse. So the first five chapters were actually based on the first verse of Basile Lagani, Then there was a second uh, verse, which the next chapters are based on. So that begins with the words, literally translated, the one who sits in the gardens, the Chavedim, the friends, they listen to your voice. Let me hear, let me hear your voice. Again, this is a metaphor as explained to Pidush Rashi. So Rashi explains what it means, HaYishevez Baganim, who is saying this, to whom? So this is basically HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yisrael. These are words being spoken by God to the gathering of Israel, meaning to Israel as a people, to all of Israel, gathering Knesset Yisrael. Um all of Israel mean, would include all the souls, everything, Knesset Yisrael or the gathering of Israel, which means maybe in a higher source, not even in this world, which is the souls come down into bodies, but there is the source of all the souls, which is the Knesset Yisrael, which is talking encompassing all of Israel. So what God is saying, <laughs> you who are scattered in the exile, <laughs> and you are Pasturing in other gardens, which means Jews are not at home; they are in exile, and they are in other people's uh, places. So this is while they're wandering in the desert. No, this is no. no this is while we're in exile after the destruction of the temple, and we're all scattered all over the world in the, So, still, v'yeshves bebate knesias v'bate and you sit in the synagogues, you sit in the study halls. So, the Jewish people, those friends, listen, who are those friends? Those are the angels that serve me. They are your friends. Why? Because they, they're they like sort of sons of God. They're angels. They're similar to you they come to hear your voices in the shuls so they come to to the shul that's Rashi's commentary when we say that the friends listen to your voice we're talking about they're listening to your voice as they are listening to it in the shuls and in the study halls and um even though you are in exile but we're still studying Torah we're still connected with Hashem this is based on the Medrash Rabba this is based on the Medrash Rabba so there's the Medrash that's the uh, place where there's a collection of all the expounding pieces on the Torah and various different places called the Medrash there's the the Medrash Rabba which is called the large Medrash the big Medrash so over there it says it goes according to the verses, and it explains it in an expounding way, the Medrash, that the Bisho she Yisrael Yeshvim B'botei so it says over there that when Rashi takes his comment from this Medrash Rabbah, over there it says, the Bisho she Yisrael Yeshvim at the time that the Jewish people are sitting in the shuls, Ubotei Medrash is in the study halls, the Kairinas Shema, we read the shema and we occupy ourselves in the study of Torah. the friends listen. The, who is the friends? The chaverim. Who are the friends? Ani boim Me and my groupings. What the group? The angels. The other. The, come to listen to your voice. That's one. One medrash. There's a further medrash that says, medrash another interpretation is, that the angels that serve are called friends. Why do we call them friends? As opposed actually to human beings. Here we call them friends because in the Rashi because they are like human beings. But over there he says, they call them friends because they are called as a group, they're called Chaveirim, because there is no jealousy amongst them, and there is no uh, hatred, and there is no competition among the angels. So the, therefore, those who occupy themselves with Torah, and they sit in the gardens, in this case, and the in the schools and in the study halls. So, also the chavedim, also the angels that serve, those are the chavedim, they also come and listen to your voice. So, ulohavin zeh. So, we have to understand a little bit what's going on over here. He's going to explain this. So, yesh lahagdim mashin So, he says we should introduce first. That what the discussion that took place before, previously, in the minor. In the the that What was the service in the Mishkan? The purpose of the Mishkan? The Mishkan was the temporary structure which was in the desert. And then later on, the Mishkan replaced it with the more permanent structure. So what was the service over there? It was It was to turn darkness to light. The that the darkness itself should become to begin to light. Darkness is references over here. Darkness is every place which is void from God is really called dark because it hasn't have hasn't seen the light. It hasn't experienced the true um, the true uh, existence that comes from Hashem. Light means that you accept Hashem that you are subjugated. You accept that everything is Hashem, so there is a world out there which uh, boasts in their own uh, powers that they have and they their own strength, and the job is to take and turn it into light. Technically any time that you use something which is physical and does not represent Openly godliness, and you use it to perform a mitzvah or to do something holy with it. You're basically transforming it from darkness to light because it's no longer just a simple item, but right now it already becomes an item which represents the light of Hashem. So he says, so why we like the, the, "That's part that rep- also representative of it. Yeah, the light, the lights in the shul. Yeah. So, so that's why. So he says like this." Uh, but what you want to do is that the darkness itself will light. In other words, don't bring in an external light, not only bring an external light, but the darkness you'll start to shine so that you'll start to see godliness within the darkness, so the darkness itself becomes a, a, a source of light. So, And that's why the mishkon was from cedar wood, but the word in Hebrew uh, is shittim, acacia wood they call it. But the word acacia, the word, this kind of wood is called shittim. Uh, shittim also means a fool. It's called a shayta. Uh The idea over here, uh, it's foolish to think that the world is all by itself. The people that deny God's existence, deny God's creation, deny Hashem's presence, they're considered to be foolish. It's like a sh'tus. It's a foolishness. When you build the acacia wood, which is called the shittim, what you're actually doing, you're taking shtus, you're taking, this represents the idea, you're taking foolishness, and you're building a base with it, you're taking physical matter, so shtus you transform, and you turn around, uh, the, uh, foolin, uh, the foolishness of the other side, which is a foolishness of arrogance, and themselves, you make it into a foolishness, of holiness, because this this you you actually make it into a foolishness of holiness. What does it mean a foolishness of holiness? Uh, logic basically is a certain level that's called wisdom. That's your logic. Sometimes we do things which are not logical, but sometimes we do them. They're below logic, and sometimes there is beyond logic. In other words sometimes you connect to Hashem and you do in such a way in such a devotion that even logic doesn't dictate that that's you're using your powers that you have within you which are deeper and higher in your soul so you're taking from a foolishness which is in the other side which is extreme on the other side which is tilted away from the middle way to the lower side and to the other side and you turn it over to the side of kedusha he gave an example as we found some rabbis that they would um at a wedding and they would rejoice the um from the talmud they would rejoice the bride and the groom and they'd make all kinds of shtick over there and you know some some rabbis criticized them you know saying that um it's not coming for a rabbi to behave like a, like a fool in front of all the people. But then the it says that when that rabbi, certain rabbi died, there was a pillar that came down from heaven that separated between him and the rest of the crowd to show that he's distinguished, he's on a level all by himself. And then the rabbi declares it's that foolishness that he acted out which helped him uh, to reach that level. Um, and... In a a sense, uh, it takes like, uh, what do you say, kosher chutzpah or beyond uh, to, so you have arrogant chutzpah, you have the other side, but you have kosher chutzpah. So like when when the Rebbe sent out young people to asking people, are you Jewish? Did you put on tefillin today? or for a young student to get up in the shul and give a drusha, you know, from the Rebbe and everything else, it's still a little chutzpah there, but it's, that would be like the other side of chutzpah and kedushah, to do things in a brazen way, that uh, actually is, um, is a positive in this way. So he says, So, so then, when we transform the world and we make it into holiness then we actually mer- merit uh, that a God rests within us but when we say God rests here it's the revelation of the of the light which surrounds which means the energy of Hashem comes down to the world in two ways and one is a measured way according to each recipient according to their level then there is another energy light which comes down in a general way. Which isn't measured; it's just all encompassing. Everybody, all the levels, everything gets the same. It's a more powerful. The only problem, the only thing is, it doesn't settle into each individual according to their level. It's just over them. It's called service. They don't grasp it. They're not totally in it. And that's, but that's another, uh, another, um, another discussion for another time. So he says, Vihine And he's going to go on to the, to run out of time, He's going to go on to the further explain. But generally speaking, this whole idea of uh, doing things beyond logic is something which is sometimes based on your amuna, on your belief system, on your trust in Hashem. And uh, so to, to realize and conduct yourself in a way of shtus, in a way of shtus, and then you're able actually to merit uh, much greater revelations from Hashem. All right.